thoughts and feelings. Yes. Um, I thought I'd start by saying something about feeling. I usually start by yes. saying something about how I think. Yes. So feeling a little bit, um, feel the heart rate picked mm. up and all that. Mm -hmm. Mostly it's about, I think, this wanting to make good use of this time together mm, mm, right. and not not um, get si too sidetracked and yes. lost. Right. Um, so this morning um, Samantha was giving her um, uh, instruction yeah. at the end of that um, we're talking about perception mm -hmm. and um, Samantha said at the end people went to walk can, can you hear? Am I not speaking? I'll speak louder, sorry. When, when we went to go for the walk, yes. that um, not to get too cerebral mm. about this whole business of perception. Yeah. And that is a, is a bit of a tendency of mine, is to, yes. to really dig into things. Mm -hmm. But the interesting insight that came for me when I was walking was that um, I, well, how did I, I prioritize the mm. thinking over the feeling. Yes. So I, I tend to go with the, the, the thought. Yes. Um, and the sense was, the words that came to me were, I take refuge in thinking mm -hmm. rather than in the feeling. Mm. And the outcome of that, you can hear me now? Yeah. The outcome of that um, was a huge wave mm. of feeling. Mm. Because yeah. I realized doing this, the process of self-inquiry and wanting yes. to know, realized that there was some mismatch here, some, something missing. Yeah. I don't have the access to that feeling world that I need. Mm. So in the rising of the feeling yeah. at that point, um, then it, it, it and it happens quite a lot in in retreat mm. after a few days or whatever. There's a, a heart opening, ex mm. uh, not always, but, but yeah, it's yeah. something I look forward to. Mm. Yeah, and it's something about getting in touch with that part of myself, which is battered and broken mm -hmm. but is still entirely okay yes you know it's there's a there's a there's a trust there in it mm. and once i can touch that in that sense that there's a there's an energy and a power and um, some authority that comes with that and if i can stay with the thinking mm -hmm. and the heart when they come together mm then there's a clear understanding, mm. then there's a, mm. a, a yeah. sense of being at home. Mm. You were talking about home the other day. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to sort of explore that, I guess, um, because I think I need that, that vulnerability and that openness, yes. the heartfeltness, to balance the thinking, yeah. and then I, can, then I can be into yes. Whole. Yeah, yeah.
Um, the, the points that you make uh, and your expression is very, uh, very, very uh, clear. Much uh, appreciation. It is an important uh, dynamic to look at the relationship of heart to mind or feeling to thought, same mm-hmm. thing uh, here. Just coming to the last sentence and where the question was as well. Mm. Is it so, is it so, is it very important that either for you or in general that we should have some balance of heart and mind, feeling or thought? I would say for myself mm. definitely and in general that's I, I would imagine likewise. That there's mm, don't let that imagination take hold. <laughs> but we, we well, go for yourself for a moment and then we'll, I will, I'll do the yeah, general. Yeah. Okay. Mm, just because of persona of the being. Um, so the tendency is, the tendency as you said, yes. following the instruction from Samantha, the leaning is more towards going to thought first. That's the Yes. Generally speaking. Yes, yes. And then there was a moment to, while engaged in thinking, that the insight arose, I take refuge in thought, and the outcome of that was the heart expanded and and then it released more heartfulness. Yes. Can you say a little bit about what that described, that heartful feeling? What was the, the message or the statement in the feeling life following on the, ins- on the following on from the insight? Um, what, what kind of feeling, in other words? Well, what kind of feeling? Mm. Um, it's a um, there's there's tears. Tears. Mm. There's um, T- tears of joy or sadness or appreciation or neither. Or, it's 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 a poignancy. A poignancy. It's mm. a it's a touching on. Um, as I said before, the 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 broken, the battered, the mm. bruised, but not not just in myself. No. It's sort of like a, a form of compassion, but yes. it's for the human condition. Mm. That I, I I have all these things which somehow form a boundary or, or yes. hem me in mm. to some extent, mm. but it's it's not it's not self pity. It's not no. It's no, none no, no. of that in there. It's just a, a recognition that this is the human condition. Yes, and um, and something I can explore and work with. Yeah, where it's, it's quite. Um, Uh, in description wise quite strong language isn't it bruised battered what was the other broken broken yeah 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 I mean outwardly you're, you're the authority here you don't come across as a bruised battered and broken man so the perception I have I mean, you didn't know me. <laughs> I didn't know. Him. No. Well, how long? How long? How well, many years of retreat? I've known you a bit. Come on, thirty odd years. Yeah. There we go. No. All right. <laughs> but, but, 
Yes. This, mm-hmm. um, in the early part of my yes. life. Mm. Um, and the, the Dharma has been important here, but yeah. but not just the Dharma. Mm. To, to find who I am, mm. to reconstruct something that was acceptable yeah. to myself. Yeah. Um, acceptable is probably not quite the right word, but, but something that was authentic, that yeah. was integral. This is why this in, integrity of yeah. heart and mind are mm. important to me. Yeah, I can appreciate um, that. Has mm. been a... Um, quite a process mm. Mm. and the um, other thing that came up as I was <clears throat> going through all this yeah. stuff this afternoon was what's grown from that is a deep sense of self-trust Yeah. Mm. because as you and I spoke in the one-to-ones mm. about you know what 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 to read and, and, and I was saying to you about reading to check mm whether there's self-delusion to, to, mm, yeah, to, yeah, to do that like inner checking yeah and because i i do that quite conscientiously yeah. and i know i do it then there's a sense of self-trust that develops yeah. in what's inside of me yeah because yeah. i can i can throw it away at a moment if mm. i believe it's wrong yeah lovely so despite all the early history yes. and all that went along with it there's been enough questioning, inquiry and dharma and much more that brings about sufficient trust to recognize what is to be accepted and what is to be dropped mostly yes, yes Mm. it's an ongoing process, yes just coming, which is important um, the word balance gets Mm. in our circles these circles use Quite, uh, mm-hmm. quite a lot there but I wonder who on earth is going to judge this is the balance yeah did I use the word balance? I probably did you probably did okay mm. well I'll reject the word balance <laughs> <laughs> because what I don't I'm not trying to get some balance no, in that sense mm. what I want is the breadth of access. Alright, nice, better, better. I'll just say a little where the... uh, both oneself and with regard to others. People's being, our being, kind of, as it were, lean to different directions. Absolutely. And, you know, some people genuinely are... uh, Thought is their priority. Mm. And there are some remarkable people who, because of their skill and fine use of thought, do you know, obviously incredible research. And I'm thinking of the academics and the philosophers and the deep thinkers and make an enormous uh, contribution. Mm. And where their intentions are healthy and ethical and wholesome, they provide a great resource for us and then there are other people who are very heartful mm. people and it's not their way to think through issues mm. to analyse and dissect and interpret and mm-hmm. uh, judge uh, heartful people yeah. and 
wouldn't be able to, uh, can't imagine really that they should, they necessarily could kind of integrate hmm. or harmonize the, the, the two. Then I don't think there's any real need to. The only question, as you well know, is any suffering in the events. That's the most important. Yeah. But then coming back to your good point, uh, the liberation <coughs> is the sense of expansion. Mm. person may think more, may feel more, may integrate the two, more, they may act more, and be maybe more reclusive. Mm. Or it's fine, this is the diversity uh, there. What's your sense for yourself in this uh, deep interest you have in the expansion? Yes. Which, without trying to find the balance, as you point out, which includes heart and mind. So, so, just let me go and reflect. Well, not reflect. Or recover. Clear the. <laughs> repeat. Explore the question <laughs> with right. you. So you're asking me what. Can, well, maybe you can just repeat that question yeah, again. So all right. Listen to it one more well, time. Okay, so there is an interest from you, yes, in, yes. obviously in heart and mind. Yes. Very valid and important reason for the mind to be focused and be able to see what's useful, like reading, what's helpful and what's not helpful. Yes, so yes. It's an important aspect of the mind. There is the, the world of the heart and all those expressions that go with it there and particularly for those who have <coughs> trauma or pain or disconnect or whatever there is some healing process for the heart there and that genuinely one of the signals is there is greater trust mm. it's a, a, a real confirmation that the heart is um, healing together. It's finding its, its strength and its authority and there is much less division and fragmentation within it. Mm. And then you've got a reminder outside this morning of the importance of the heart to the mind and the mind to the heart or thought to feeling, yeah. the more subtle language. But then, that's where the question is, mm. that there is an expansion mm. which is not about finding some harmonious balance between no. thought and feeling. What is the significance of this expansion rather than focusing on this relationship of heart and mind? That's the question. Okay. The, the, the nature of the relationship, mm. like how... The, the nuts and bolts of that yes. doesn't doesn't matter to me no. particularly. All right, good. Um, be, yeah, because it's not not really relevant mm -hmm. as long as both aspects. I'm I'm splitting them apart. Yeah, as yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, both aspects have and are able to bring forth their potential. Yeah. All right. Um, no. And the importance of the expansion. Um, in for, for myself, yeah. it feels as though that would make me more whole, yeah, more complete, mm -hmm. and outwardly, it would make me able to act in a way that was 
wholesome and yes. skillful yes. Yes. because yes. I True. have that, that breadth yes. to draw upon. It can be, <coughs> just to hear your response here, person looks at himself, herself, and might recognize, oh, I really need to expand the heart and, mm. uh, uh, to bring more love, friendship, develop kindness, gratitude, appreciation, connection, and really put a lot of uh, interest in expanding out the heart. You know, and uh, as the Buddha says, so that it is immeasurable, yeah. setting no limits on the heart's potential for expansion there. And, and sometimes there's a recognition there is some contraction, usually around some painful circumstance, past or present. If one there's enough trust, which is an important uh, element in all of this. Mm. What is an expansion which isn't focusing either on expanding the mind, mm. all the ways that we can expand our mind, information, knowledge, and so forth, and expand the heart? What is an expansion which is not giving priority to heart and mind, or thought and feeling? Are you asking what is an expansion that's not prior, prioritizing any one of those? Uh, or, 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 or two of them. Okay. Can I say to, to begin with, there's no... I'm not attempting to deliberately expand one or no, the other no, no. So, so it's not a, a matter of trying to, to meet some standard that I've right. set ok, I'm good, alright yes. um, so the, the, an expansion that's not trying to develop the heart or the mind exactly, that's the question Yeah. But, I mean what comes up for me mm. is, is simply an openness of being to, right. li to live an openness oh, of being. Nice. Oh, yeah. Good. And the importance of the openness of being, what, what makes it important and significant? Because Sounds lovely, but what, it, what makes it significant? Because that is to live. To live? Yes. That, that is to, to live without those restrictions. This yes. is talked about. So. Um, unshakable deliverance of mind yeah. just the, of, and the heart, if you yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. To, so, to be free. Yeah. That recognition uh, 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 of that in liberation teaching, which is another way of saying abiding with the unrestricted, yeah. as you must say. For yourself, yes. the sense and recognition of the uh, unrestricted is some way away or 
a taste and a sense of now and then with the openness mm. or familiar but sometimes faded or other things are getting in the way what, what's, what, what's the sense of the relationship to the unrestricted or to that uh, openness fairly constant still exploring to reach there or time to time really present but then what's the sense for you? Um, certainly it's familiar it's familiar yes nice Um, but gets often overlaid Mm. by the busyness of life yeah but not busyness of life means the busyness of mind does it? Uh, yeah, pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the the tasks of living, the attending yeah. to uh, things. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. but, yeah. Well, sorry. Um, keeping in with the thread. Yes. In more ultimacy, are you open to the busyness of life and the busyness of mind? Yes. Good. So the business of life and mind doesn't of itself have to block no not at all yeah not at all nice to hear not at all but what it does <laughs> what, what I don't know whether it does it or it doesn't but um, <laughs> I get caught up like yeah. everybody else mm. essentially well but we don't I, know everybody else well, but I know what you mean yeah all right, all right. Like, like, like somebody said to the Buddha there's nobody that Sariputra who loved him to bits. There's nobody like you on this earth. You're so awake. You're so clear. You're, yeah. you're so insightful. And do you know what the Buddha's response was? Sariputra, I didn't know you had met everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, I accept you that. You get the yes, point. All right. That. Okay. All right. But but I suppose the probability. Yeah. <laughs> I'm teasing. So, Go on. So, so I get caught up. Mm, yeah. But fundamentally, mm. that's not a problem. All right, nice. So, not not a problem. Mm. It's interesting the word fundamentally. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, so why is that interesting? Tell me. Um, eh? um, because the Dharma is getting to the fundamentals. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And um, stripped away of all the papancha, yes. you're hearing, or the projections and proliferation of thought. What is going uh, on? There is an extraordinary openness which is accessible and available. Yeah. You can easily and effortlessly accommodate anything, including heart and mind. Yeah. Person may be more of a mind person, that's fine. Mm. More of a heart person, that's fine. Integration of both. Uh, is fine uh, as well and sometimes there is the uh, all the attention and the details <coughs> to what we do the administrative and the mental and the informational etc etc there and with the right spirit or openness that can be accommodated yeah. uh, as well and as you say one can get caught up in it. There usually will be fairly quickly and early a real sense that one is getting caught, one, mm. one is hooked. 
for for that uh, period, particularly the more sense of being unhooked or unrestricted is clear and obvious. Then the movement away from that stands out, really, really stands out. Whoa, 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 what's going on here? Can I? Can you please do? Yeah. Um, I think, as listening to your talk, that. Mm. Um, Last night's talk? Or no, no, as, as we speak now. Oh, yeah. As we speak now, mm. listening to what you say makes me think that perhaps my confusion uh, as such. In, in because normally I am fairly fairly free mm. is that this heart opening and this linkage as I mm. speak of it of the, the the head and the heart that has this authority the, the clarity of seeing the depth of understanding mm. all that sort of stuff that so flows so freely in that mm. obviously that's not with me all the time no but that's simply a state of mind. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. And, not, and maybe there's a subtle confusion there between the desire for the state of mind and the mm. freedom of the being in the daily very life. Very good. Yeah. Very, very good point. Terribly easy to get idealistic in terms of wholeness, harmony, what are the other popular words? Integration, well-adjusted, one or whatever, one mm. with or, or whatever. It's, it's, it's a mildly romantic ideal mm. that it has one form, one one manifestation. Exactly, and this is it. Exactly, unless that manifestation is mm. present, it's gone, mm. and that's not true. Exactly, it's it, it's got a papancha in it. Mm. It's got some. It's giving too much to the heart and mind world and not recognizing its own interactivity, diversity and sometimes it's not cooperating. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, yeah, dependent origination. Exactly. And that recognition of the causes and conditions which influence heart, mind, thought, feeling, dynamic can uh, go on and in spite of the sometimes some clouds metaphorically and all of that there there still can be an authentic openness with these adjustments or difficulties still going on uh, there and one is not idealistic I should try to make the condition of my mind and heart perfect one just knows that's a fiction yes I'm I'm reasonably clear about that yeah good, good stay clear Thank you. <laughs> right. Thank you for saying. All right. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so just have a quiet minute or two, then another invitation. My family doesn't hear it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, I'm also feeling the heart racing a lot mm-hmm. and try and be clear. Mm-hmm. Um, I really would love some help to dig in a little bit deeper on something that has been unraveling during this retreat, Mm -hmm. which is like um, this very strong um, attachment or belief that I have that I need um, the angry actions or the harsh voice. I need that in order not to be abused in order to be not to be hurt in order to protect myself and i had a, a beautiful insight with sam but my mind is still not satisfied that i can let go of that mm-hmm. you know i feel that i need that to protect myself and i really would love some space mm. around it so the language of both abuse and um, anger is quite um, significant words. So, if you wish, you don't have to, but if you wish, what concretely and specifically, with a bit of detail here, is the abuse which you are talking about and face? Okay, so. I'll, I'll give you a general view and then a very specific one that's right, holding sorry. me back, if that's yeah. okay. Yeah, sure, yeah. So one thing that I really would like to do is I would like to have some space and not use harsh speech with my children and my husband. Mm. Because, you know, it, it's not conductive no. and then and so forth. So that that's like my, my clear intent. Yeah. But something that, uh, uh, a very specific example that's holding me back is moments in which me using harsh speech has protected me um, and I, I can yeah go on so um, we had um, a woofer staying in who was very disrespectful of the house and I had to ask this person to leave immediately because of swear words and yeah. such right. and the person wouldn't leave and I really had to like you know, and then use harsh words mm. to get this. And then, of course, I drove this person. I, I paid for the Airbnb and the dinner, and I mm. conducted this person to a place. But it was somebody that was in my home that was not respecting the home. And I, I think that if I hadn't been harsh, this person... Mm. Am I crazy? <laughs> Sorry. Um, <clears throat> we had this conversation about a year ago. Yes. Any changes? It was the same, exactly the same theme. Your anger towards kids, kids and partner. So I, years I gone feel, by, what's happened? I feel it has. I, yeah. f- I feel it does have. But and well, I I feel that I did. Mm-hmm. But during this retreat, I've been feeling very clingy to the idea that I need that to protect me. Mm. I'm not saying it's true, no. but. Um, the the anger either to kids or to uh, husband is 
abuse itself, isn't it? You're abusing yourself and you're abusing the family. I'm not proud of it. No, 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 no I don't hear you're proud of it. I'm only saying I'm that the, the, anger, the angry one is an abuser. The angry one is an abuser. Yeah. Of others and myself. Yeah. That's what anger is. It's an abuse of communication. Both inwardly and outwardly. In my view. Is that because after you have the harsh words, you regret it? Not, not regret, but because be, because um, you eat up the love. How do you mean? Sorry. So there is no love where there is anger, but where there is anger, love is being eaten up. Anger is a virus which destroys love. But that doesn't help. Doesn't help. You're right. But who does it need help? When, you, when there's anger, they just imagine you're in situation and there's heat and there's desire and there's wanting and there's blame and there's yeah. judgment and it's being dumped on the innocent called the children or on the partner, etc. And you don't like it. It's painful for them to have to, to face this uh, uh, anger. And then the mind comes in and says, look, there's a woofer coming here. And it, at the time, you think the only way I can get... Was it a man, a guy? Yeah. yeah. The only way I can get rid of this uh, person um, is by showing anger. So, can I ask, what did you say to this person? you got to leave. i got to leave now. Um, Shouting? Yes. Swearing? I don't think so because the kids were in right. the house and right. Right. Uh, yeah, we were outside. And so then you're shouting at this person to leave. I want you to leave. I don't now. feel safe going back to it. I feel like. No, of course you don't. Yeah. But if you're going to talk with me, you're going to have to. If you want to, it's up to you. You can say thank you and take a seat. Right. Or they're just hanging with it. But it's not going to be easy. You're an angry person. It's up to you. I feel that I'm really tired of putting the responsibility of my anger into my upbringing. Yeah. And I feel mm. that, you know, mm. it's... Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. It's time that I take responsibility. Yeah. But it feels like... Mm. Mm. But all, all, it's not only upbringing, I mean, it's, I sympathize, but it's also, with anger, one is also saying, very sadly, you, that is the kid and the husband, are making me angry. If you didn't do what you did, or say what you say, or behave like you did, I wouldn't be angry. So in a way, that's true. You're, you're, you're making them, in your, in, which the abuser does, you make them the cause of your anger. 
whoa, whoa, whoa. You'll pay a price for this in a few years. It's going to cost you. Something's got to change. So the price of me not wanting to give up this unskillful method yeah. of protection yeah. is suffering. Suffering and rejection. Anger, you're inviting rejection from the loved ones sooner or later. You'll pay a price. Appreciate you know, the background, dynamics, and upbringing, and all, all, all of that. But one's got to be very careful of not making oneself a victim in order to avoid change. You understand? Yeah. Oh, I had this, I was treated like this, oh my God, I'm just behaving like my parents, etc. This kind of language, will, this psychological language, will not liberate you. But that's what I said to you, I'm tired of Yeah, I appreciate, yeah. But the that. tiredness will not be enough. I mean, I really appreciate, I can hear the tiredness and, and the credit to you. But tiredness is not going to change the anger. It's a temporary phenomena because of the emotional wave, which is, is tiring. Yeah. There and uh, the treatment of the woofer was unacceptable. Unacceptable. Excuse me? The treatment of the woofer, the guy that came and you shouted out and told, Get out of my place, you're not respectful or whatever, is unacceptable. Because? Because you're angry. Right. So and you a person that when doesn't you're angry. deserve to. Be on the doesn't matter. Be on the receiving end of the anger. You're no better than the person. I do too. Yes, you're right. I do too. I should yeah, know better. Than the person. It has to explore yes. uh, um, an, uh, another way. Maybe quite straightforward. Not trying to be nice. Quite clear. Quite firm. But it's quite, quite, quite different from what anger is about quite different you're right I do know better of course you but know I better. know better here but mm. now I mm. know better what, what's what, what 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 is the knowing better because I've been given the Dharma I know that these are defiled actions mm. I know they come from hatred greed and delusion yeah I know all of that in a conceptual level yeah mm. <laughs> And I know these are defiled actions, mm. and I know that we will bring about suffering. Yeah. But I don't have enough space. No, the voice will come. Mm. I don't okay. have enough space. Mm. So, in but the space for for what? What's the sense of to remember all of that mm. at the time in which? I feel the emotion. Mm. 
and I feel the, the thought and the feeling and yeah. everything goes, I don't have. No. And so what will help to feeling a thought and the pressure is uh, there and that mind, emotion world is crashing against each other, you can't handle it, so then it gets dumped on your loved ones. And you can help to interrupt that pressure, the contraction, which is the anger, it builds up and it comes out in the voice. Yeah. Is anywhere, but somewhere along this, somewhere there's got to be something to inter, in, interrupt. There is, but it's like this hostage voice. It's like this tiny little voice. Oh, not so tiny voice. <laughs> it's like I don't want to scream. I don't. So the. T- there's, but it's like it's almost like. <laughs> Go on. Like a hostage. Mm. So, listen, the tiny voice, which is perhaps a liberating voice here, the tiny voice is saying, I don't want to scream. I don't want to shout. I don't want to give my family a I don't want to be angry. Time. I don't want to be angry. What's going to make this the primary voice? That it's got enough power and authority to well, it. I hope it's not suffering. You know, I hope that it doesn't take to rejection. Mm. I don't it doesn't come to the point of me being rejected by my loved ones for me to hear it. Maybe it is. Maybe that's what it... people can only, will only endure it for a period. Exactly. So maybe that's I need to have suffering in order to hear the oh, mm. what else if I have the knowledge, if I have the time and space to be here. If I have the gift to be able to inquire into those things, and still I want to hold on to it. Yeah. And the, 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 the voice with the knowledge of some of the causes that bring it about and the heartfelt wish and all the tears at the moment is truly and genuinely an honesty and an openness which is moving in the right direction and uh, hear well and much support and appreciation for the strength and the conviction of the motivation all that's coming across uh, from you and it's going to need not only the the change of heart that's going on as as we, we speak, but it's going to need some pretty clear skill. You 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 don't know yourself very well, and the consequence is that the pressure builds and then doom, and then out it out it um, out, out it comes. You may, as a small consideration here, it's, it's not easy with. Uh, uh, kids, you may have to cut the voice level down by a good fifty percent. How old are your kids? You mean generally speaking, generally, like forever. forever? No, this is a good. It's not a bad that. idea. When I have rusky, when I'm rusky, I don't, rusky you know, like my, when I have a flu or something. Yeah. 
I, the whole time that I have the flu, yeah. I don't use harsh words because I can't. Good. <laughs> Seri- I'm serious. Yeah, good. Then may you get the flu regularly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that flu be helpful, but, no, but, it'd be but helpful okay, for cut, them. cut it down. No, because oh, who's going to look after them? <laughs> but cutting down the voice by 50%. Yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. Anything which... People think I'm weird, though. The, 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 the weird is the anger. So, in the re- willingness, it's going to take a quiet discipline. Because the motivation is there and you don't want it to fade. And I'll just say, a one small practical contribution is a quiet commitment that you will not raise the voice level. So, it means... You're down. How old are your kids? Uh, four and five. Four and five. Downstairs in the morning... <clears throat> Normally you might shout, whatever, to get them up, to get them downstairs because you can no. go out of the car or whatever. No. You walk upstairs. No, it's not like. I oh, bet imagining. it is. You, no. You, you're telling me you don't shout for your. That in you, the morning, that you, no. They come and they hug me in bed and we cuddle in bed forever. Oh, we drop the morning. Are you telling Thank me you. telling me that they're not outside? We gotta you go out to the school. It's school time. Don't, you're just, not getting don't, ready. Wait, wait, wait! You're interrupting. They're not shouting. Just wait, wait, wait. Are you telling me as a mother? that your kids, that you don't shout to your kids if you want them to come in for dinner. You don't shout for your kids that they're outside. Yes, never shout. yes, I do. Yes, of course I do. you do. Yes, I do. And I'm telling you, stop it. Hmm? I'm telling you, stop it. To you say, faith, say, You don't shout. Dinner. No more shouting. Okay. Not even in the best, purest, most unangry situation. For you, you cannot shout. Because the shouting is a is has the tone not for the kids in the, uh, but for you it's, it would be easier to be angry and shout and therefore your days of shouting if you if you wish to love your kids properly your days of shouting are, are going to be over and that's going to take you'll have to go outside and say kids Dinner time. We're just leaving in five minutes. Let's come. Let's whatever it might be, and all the other small things. It's going to be a very softer, kinder voice. And you're going to, and you're going to be need to be really dedicated to this if you are serious that you don't want to be an aggressive, abusing, shouting, angry woman and mother and wife the change of the voice is going to need to change and if it is building up which is understandable you'll have to go out of earshot and go and shout at the sun the moon the trees because they couldn't care a shit how much but the kids and parents the partner does you have to find some other way if there but it might just be with a good motivation Presence, quieter of the voice, uh, there, that the being, you know you're on the right way. That would give more heart, more love, and more energy. And you say, wow, this is the right thing to do. Then maybe, maybe at some point, you can raise your voice, you know, with the kids there. But you know, it's it's not going to lead to this, um, this anger.
it makes sense because if my issue is harsh speech mm. then by standing physically like mentally yeah. like a mechanical of the mouth and the voice this yes. is something that I can practice more than yeah. wait for the time in which I want to scream you know like yes, this exactly. is a regular exercise just as a regular uh, exercise you feel the impulse of course you will because there but just breathing in through it maybe or it's just taking the time to walk over to the kids or, or, or whatever if there's a situation where the, the kids where they might be doing something so-called wrong you know, so, you know parenting easy enough shout at the shout at the kids but with you it's going to be a skill to change that to some sense of play so instead of you know wrong and, and controlled which is what anger tends to do you have to you're going to need uh, a lot more imagination anger is for those who have no imagination it's the death of imagination anger yeah, so more imaginative ways to uh, find ways with the, with the, with the youngsters mm. you'll be fine they'll be fine and they'll love you forever and the other not a chance Okay, thank you. Let's have a quiet minute and then I'll uh, give a small summary. The uh, exploration of the inner life, in this case thought and uh, feeling, is an interesting juxtaposition, mutual influence. Sometimes in experiences, it can genuinely seem like the feeling comes before the thought. Sometimes experience can feel like the thought is the spark for the feelings. Sometimes both can go together. And 
the knowing of ourselves is includes very much so in fact a relationship to the feeling life and the relationship to the thought life the feeling uh, life and the uh, exploration of it for example taking the pleasant feelings for a moment there's the enjoyment of if you have an appreciation of the um, transitional nature of the feeling life to enjoy, to appreciate it might lead to a healthy, wise skillful intention and action and to be as clear as possible as we can but the same feeling which are pleasant and started off pleasant and were very pleasant can trigger desire which leads to addiction and death both started off with pleasant feelings one generated human being towards love, service gratitude or appreciation much much more in a really healthy lovely direction and for another the same feeling the same pleasant sweet feeling enjoyment uh, feeling became a habit which became an addiction and it ends up killing the person that's the contribution that feelings can make and it's quite something to be quite wise and clear about what direction what we are making of the feelings similarly with the unpleasant human beings need unpleasant feelings as much as any other feeling and sometimes from the unpleasant it leads us to make change it's a very unpleasant feeling to be an angry person and from that the unpleasantness of it the unpleasantness of the memory uh, of it or the unpleasantness of the political situation or or the plight of our beloved uh, refugees and asylum uh, seekers knowing the unpleasantness of it or it that unpleasantness leads to action and with the unpleasantness and two it can lead to negativity to blame to murder and to war it requires the unpleasant identified with and strengthened and reinforced with thoughts with views with desires and the consequences of it is death been like that and will always be like that and similarly with the feeling which is neither pleasant nor unpleasant in its healthy mode it can lead and contribute to a lot of stability a sense of being grounded an ability to be really equanimous it's neither pleasant nor is it painful but to be really equanimous in the face of circumstances but that same equanimity that sorry that same neutral feeling can, can contribute to dullness boredom indifference disconnect despair and suicide the looking at the relationship to the preciousness of the pleasant experience the uh, unpleasant or painful and the in between is a tremendous uh, undertaking 
and it's what does the human being make of with these experiences? What is the outcome from these experiences? What do we, so to speak, do with these experiences? And uh, sort of the great task and undertaking that we have as humans. Times, I say, this trust factor, really uh, uh, a precious one. There, the Buddha commented commented uh, on this. He, he uses that the word is uh, sada means trust. It was to replace faith. Faith in religion is a faith in that which I believe in, but I cannot prove. Whatever I go to heaven when I die, if I'm a good guy or something like that. Or faith could be I'll be reborn, whatever it might be. I can't prove it but I have faith but trust is coming out of experience it's a different board game and sometimes with it we explore and we find uh, the trust so as we heard there can be difficulties whatever childhood upbringing adulthood and more and looked at all that there's a certain sense of not perfect as always but a certain sense of uh, trust and certain understanding of heart and mind here. All of that contributes to the receptivity which we listen to, which is much more open and expansive. And something about the expansive starts to give a sense of the unrestricted, which means that there's not this pressure on the mind and not the pressure on the heart. And when there's not, the heart and mind find its own flow more easily because there's not the pressure on it. We know when there's pressure on the mind, excessive thinking. We know when there's pressure uh, on the heart because we know it's bringing about difficult experiences or emotions. We know there's pressure going on. Anxiety is a pressure. Fears are a pressure. Anger, they're all pressures. So this openness which we speak about and Samantha giving the instructions today uh, about is a contribution to taking that pressure off. And with that we might have some opportunity for more insight and understanding with the condition that we are in, whatever that might be. And all of that therefore is contributing to a, a liberated, a liberating, let's say, uh, a, a sense of things yeah. big thank you to uh, the two of you who came to uh, uh, speak I know it's um, uh, not easy both with a group of people who are here and then having to sit next to somebody like me who just asked the toughest questions I could possibly think of 